I heard a joke today. Uh, three sisters lived together. One of them was 96, the other one was 94, and the other one was 92. And uh, the 96-year-old said, it's time for me to go take a shower. Well, she put one leg in the shower, and she had one leg out, and she couldn't remember if she had took a shower yet or not. So she yelled down to her sister, somebody come help me. I can't remember if I took a shower or not. So the 94-year-old said, okay, I'll come help you. She started halfway up the stairs, and then she couldn't remember if she was halfway up there or halfway down and what she was going for. So she said, I can't remember why I'm in the middle of these stairs. I don't know if I've gone up or if I've gone down. Somebody come help me. The 92-year-old was sitting there in her chair. She said, my goodness, when I get to their age, I pray to God that, that uh, I, I, I have a strong memory, knock on wood. And she said, I'm coming to help, but first I got to get the door. <laughs> I, I thought that was just cute. I, I, I thought that, you know, it, it's something that, that uh, I, I, I began to pray for myself about uh, doing this ministry and being involved in a lot of ministries and a lot of people's lives. One thing I began to pray for myself about four or five years ago was my memory. I began to ask God to increase my memory. And God has really blessed me with a great memory. And I don't take that for granted. If you tell me I need to do this and that and the other, and say, wait, Brother Mark, I really know you. Sometimes you forget. No, sometimes I act like I forget. Because I say yes too often when I should say no. But I got a great memory. Uh, Lita, tell them, do I? Tell them, speak up. I can remember what we did six months ago, a year ago. I can't remember some things, but God has really gifted me with a memory. And I don't take that for granted. I don't take for granted. I can see. Because this year I had to go get my eyes checked. And they told me, well, you need just a little bit of prescription. So I told Mary, I said, I need to get a little bit of prescription. And she said, well, I'll, I'll get them for you. She got me something just made me stumble. I can't see I try to give them to Brother Vic because he's blind as a bat. And he's like, I can't see with these things. Uh, they was bad, wasn't they, Vic? <laughs> I couldn't see. But I thank God for my vision. Woke up this week with an earache. I know it wasn't from the motorcycle ride because they had my Snoopy hat on, and I felt good on the motorcycle ride. But I, I had an earache. Man, it just troubled me. Mary said, put some peroxide in there. So I laid on the side of the bed. She poured peroxide. Now I feel like I'm in the ocean with an earache. She said, is it bubbling? I said, no, but it's running over in my mouth. Nothing tastes worse than peroxide. I promise you that. So I started to begin to thank God for my hearing, my eyesight, my mind, my family, my friends. We should give him thanks in all things. Like Mary said, not just because it's Thanksgiving, because you got paid today, because you have a job to go back to on Monday, because you got food in the oven and, and cranberries on the table, and you got dogs and cats that come up and they are affectionate to you when all, all rights, they ought to bite some of y'all. You know. You, 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 you know you got some things going when you go home and you're all happy and your dog comes up and bites you, bam. In my case, I got a new puppy and he pees on my stuff. I'm not sure if this son buck likes me or not. 
Like, man, you're going to have to stop peeing on my stuff. But I was thinking tonight, how many places in the Bible does it talk about giving thanks to God? And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about a friend I got back home. He's a multimillionaire. He makes $40 million a month. Wrap your mind around that for a minute. $40 million a month. He told me one time, he said, when I opened up this roofing business, I would give God thanks in the morning. Me and my wife, we'd get together at the table, we'd drink our coffee, we'd read our Bible, and we'd give God thanks in the morning. Then God began to bless this business, and we decided to give him thanks in the evening. $40 million a month. Could anybody use that? He said, because God blessed me. God wants to bless you. God is blessing you. You're alive, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, you're alive, hallelujah. One of our teenagers, Jace Brown, one of our teenagers, Jace Brown, he come to the rope and hadn't seen him in church in a while. He come to our, ro- our bull riding last night. He sat there on the front row. Three days later, he flipped his truck without a seatbelt on. Spent a couple of days in the hospital. Had a concussion. I said, boy, you ought to be thankful that you're alive. Because we hear a lot of stories where it turns out a different way. Thankful that we can rest at night and sleep, knowing that God is protecting our home. So I was thinking about how many times does it talk about being thankful in the Bible? Go to First Thessalonians 5, 18. I'm just going to run through a few of these, but I want you all to read them. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Randolph Woodrow Emerson said this, Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you. And give thanks continuous. And because all things have been contributed to you from the Lord, you should include him in all things. Randolph, Waldrow, Emerson, one of the largest hotel owners in the world. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, got my Bible? Somebody read that. Who believes that tonight? Who believes that tonight? Give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So give thanks in the hard times. Give thanks in the bad times. Give thanks in the good times. John and Christina bought a car from me the other day. They traded in one. It wasn't working very good. They were looking to trade it in. I said, man, y'all, y'all been good. Y'all, y'all do your business right. Let's, let's get you into something a little better. We got them into something a little better. They were happy. They were excited. That evening, a deer ran out in front of them, and they told it out. Huh? Is that what happened, John? Something like that? Well, is that what happened, Christina? That's your story, and you're sticking to it because you were the driver. <laughs> Are you driving, girl? That's how she's going to play it off. But you know what? The first thing she did, she said, call me and said, Pastor, don't panic. We're going to make things right by you. 
And we know that God has got this. In all circumstances, in all circumstances, John and Christine ain't made out of money. None of us are made out of money. We think that we're Dalton, man. He's been going through a rough time. He's been going through a rough few months. And he's like, why has this happened to me? I said, son, maybe you haven't learned to give thanks in all things. Maybe you're going through some of the stuff because you haven't learned to give thanks in all things. A smart Christian would tell you, a wise man, a wise woman would say, you're either going in one storm or you're coming out the other, so you better learn to get an attitude of gratitude and give thanks in all things. It ain't easy. But the Bible says to. And if the Bible says to what? We ought to. Colossians 3.17, go there. Keep your Bible handy. Colossians 3.17. Some days are just great. Things go as planned and even better. How many can agree to that tonight? Some days are just grand. Some things are great. Some things go just as planned and even better. But then there are those days that can turn into weeks, that can turn into months, that can turn into a lifestyle if you let it. I've learned to appreciate God in the small things. Celebrate the big things, but don't live in the big things. Big things come and go. It's the quiet times with God, the, uh, the gratitude that we have for the small things like hearing and mind and eyes and being able to replace a broken car, work things out. Somebody read that for me, Colossians 3.17. I mean, believe that tonight. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. How many got a family that don't pray on Thanksgiving that you got to go see? You know what I'm talking about? Huh? They don't pray on Thanksgiving. You got to go see them. How about you put the word on them? Hey, guys, we're not putting a turkey leg in our mouth until we pray. You can pray if you want to. Well, you can eat if you want to, but if you want to pray, everybody bow your head because I'm praying. You're going to look like a fruitcake that was brought to the party. And nobody likes fruitcake. But God does. God likes those that are weird, that take a chance, that stand up. I was doing a wedding one time. And this wedding was outside. It's a beautiful wedding. We got done, man, and they were lining up, and, man, people was getting their plates together. And someone said, Preacher, are you going to eat? I said, No. They said, Why not, man? We've been barbecuing all day, man. Everything is fine. We got everything you love. I said, Yeah, but you didn't bless it. I said, I wouldn't eat a can of sardines if it wasn't blessed because I'm grateful for the Lord and his provision. So I think you ought to pray over every meal. I think you ought to pray everywhere. I think you ought to bow your head and have enough guts 
this holiday season to be thankful in front of your friends and family. You know what I got to doing, and I really love this about me. I'm going to share this with you. I'm not bragging. I'm not boastful. It's something that I wanted to do. It's something that I learned to do. It can become meticulous. How many people work out sometimes? You work out sometimes, and it becomes meticulous. You know, you get on the gym, you get on the treadmill, you do the same thing over and over again. So if you work out all the time, and I'm not going off of a fact here, don't get me wrong, but I know sometimes you got to break up the routine. Well, I've been praying a long time over my meals. I've been praying since I got saved. Me and my family, me and my boys, we've been praying every meal, anywhere, anytime, any place. We've been praying. So I started changing it up, Brother Vic. I started praying for the people in the restaurant with me. Instead of just praying and asking God to bless these groceries and the heathens that I'm eating with, if you've been with me a long time, you know I usually pray like, Lord, bless this food and the heathens I'm eating with. In Jesus' name, amen. I stole that from Pastor Collier. I think he only prayed that when he went with me to eat, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but, but, but I started praying for everyone in that restaurant. I started praying that they would see me pray. I started praying that they would see me pray and that they would think about their relationship with God and be grateful for just a minute, for just a smidget. And you know how many times people have come over and took care of my meal because I prayed openly in public? You know how many times I've had senior citizens smile at me, that smile like, brother, you know how many times I've had people walk by and just pat me on the back? God bless you. I'm praying that whoever's in there sees me and can see Christ through me. And that they will be grateful for what God has given them. I don't take that for granted. I don't take that for granted. I, somebody asked me one time, why don't we pray over the chips at the Mexican restaurant? And why don't we pray over this? And why don't we pray? Well, that's a good idea, but I'm hungry. But you can better believe that the Lord is the main course in my life. And I'm going to give him thanks. And the Bible says right here, word or deed or work. Psalms 100. Go there with me. I ain't began to preach. I'm just reading the scriptures we're going to go over. I can always find something to be grateful for. How about you? Psalms 100, 1 through 5 says this. A psalm's for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing, knowing that the Lord, he is good. It is he who have made us and who we are. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I'm just so glad I'm one of his sheep tonight. Come on, somebody. I'm just so glad that I'm one of his sheep. Ain't God good? Let us be one of his sheep. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, blessing his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. I can sing about the Lord. I can make a joyful noise. I can find something good and something bad. I can find something that he wants me to learn. I was so blessed by John being here with me just a 
short time, you know, I just humbled. You know, John had a had a, had had some things going on in his life. You know, he believed that cell phones destroyed him, and that they had frequently got into his brain. And 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 you know, I get a lot of people come and go in my life. I do. And 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 John believed that cell phones destroyed his life. And five years ago, he walked away from wealth and fame and fortune and got away from that. And they diagnosed him with with uh, cell phone tower disease or something or another. I can't think of what it's called. And he asked to use my phone the first time, and I handed him my phone, and he put it on the ground, I promise you, and he started yelling at it. Hello, sister. I was like, uh-oh, this dude's goofy. I'm down here with Pastor Mark at this cowboy church. I said, John, it works better if you hold it. Oh, I can't hold it. I can't hold it. Can you cut it again? I was like, man. This guy's crazy. Tammy told me that JB had him in the car, and JB got on the phone. He went all the way up against the window. The strangest of things happen when you begin to meet new people. Most of the time when I meet new people, they think I'm a nut. They think I'm crazy. I think I'm like John. Lou, that dude is goofy. But if you open up your heart, you open up your heart with gladness. You'll begin to see God in ways that you've never seen him before. Someone said after I wrote my little thing about John and how the man showed up with a handout and he was looking for a handout. John didn't show up for a handout. John said that God was ordering his steps and that he wanted to be a blessing wherever he goes. Well, after all, y'all ran off Sunday and left me here by myself. Me and Tammy and a couple other people were here. Guy showed up, needed money for his room, needed $43. He was locked out of his room. Tommy and Glenda had a little money. Scott had a little money. I had a little money. And it added up to $43. And over my shoulder came John, homeless John, who was sleeping in the woods across the street. He had $15. He said, put this in my pocket. I was in the presence of greatness. I believe. I believe someone put on Facebook, Brother Mark, you were lucky you were walking with angels. I started to write a song about it, of how glad I was to be in the presence of angels. Sometimes, sometimes if you rule it as crazy, strange, ridiculous, misfit, weird, you'll miss God's hand in it. But I'm so glad I didn't miss God's hand in that. You know why? Because I needed to see somebody give from the heart because my heart's been broken about giving. God knew exactly who to bring into my life. He brought John. He brought John into my life, and John was sleeping across the street, had pine needles and a horse blanket that J.B. had given him. And, and, I, and, and I was like, oh, well. But God began to break my heart for what breaks his. We all should pray that. God, break my heart for what breaks yours. I want to be a giving person. And I want to sing songs and be glad in my giving. You should want to be the same way. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, Each one must give as he's desired in his heart, not reluctantly or uncompassionate, for God loves a cheerful giver. I was thinking about the, I 
pick up on stuff a little slow sometimes. But thank God I can get it. Sometimes God's got to repeat it to me sometimes. But thank God I can get it. We ought to be so glad tonight for several reasons. I want to give you these reasons. I hope you can relate to these reasons. There's just ten of them and they're quick. As I was thinking about John covering himself with those pine needles, I was thanking God for a warm house and a roof over my head. My house ain't a mansion, but it's a roof over my head. It's a place where me and my family are protected from the weather and the storms. How many know down here it gets hot? It gets humid. It gets scorching. But we should thank God for a roof over our head. Somewhere where when we get off work, we can go there, we can pull our boots off, our socks off, our blue jeans off. We can get comfortable and we're out of the heat. Or if it's raining. It rains quite often down here. It does. You might not believe it or not, but where I come from, we hardly ever get rain. When we moved down here, all it did was then a hurricane came, and it showed how much it could rain. I had an 80-foot pine on my house and a 40-foot one on my truck. Wind came, but it didn't blow the house down. It protected me and my family. We had boards over the windows. We were in the home that God had given us at that time. I'm thankful for my house, and you ought to be thankful for your house. How many are glad tonight that God gave them a place? It may not be a mansion, it may not be what your neighbor's got, but it's yours. And I'm grateful for mine. And you know what I think? If you're not so grateful about your house, if all you do is complain and gripe, God will take it away from you. God will take it away from you. Another thing I'm grateful for tonight is water. Going back to the hurricane, my well went out because we didn't have no electricity. I didn't have no water. Water was something that a person needed to flush the toilet. We were not preppers like my friend Lita there. We had never been through a hurricane. Can I give you a little piece of advice? Write this down in your Bible. If it ever comes a hurricane, fill your bathtub up with water so that you can flush your toilet. Or drink, whatever you need to do. But we didn't have any water. And then water got scarce. And guess what? Because there was no power anywhere, Walmart was shut down. ATVs was shut down. Everybody was shut down. Everybody was shut down. There was no gas. Remember, y'all Y'all got a memory? I remember, and I was thinking about that as I wrote my message today. And I looked up this thing called water.org. Did you know that there are 700 million people in this world who don't have fresh drinking water? 700 million people in this world that don't have fresh drinking water. So we ought to give thanks to God for 
fresh drinking water. That we can fill up a glass, we can shower, we can wash our cars. So much stuff we take for granted. But when the hurricane come and we didn't have any water, and FEMA showed up with some food, some MR, I called them MRIs. I got all, come on out and get some MRIs. And they had ice and they had water. And me and the church family, we got we got a couple of 18 wheelers and we were able to give and distribute to those people to the community and we worked our butts off and we were out there and we was handing out that stuff. We was out there handing out that stuff. We was out there handing out that stuff. And you know what I said to the people and I did, I mean it, I did, I promised before the Lord. If you were with me, you could probably testify at that time. But I would say, here, take this home and come back and help us give out water, give out MREs, give out ice. You know what? Maybe two people out of a thousand, two, three thousand people came back and helped. But you know what they did do? They switched cars. And they come back and took more than what they should have. But what could you do? What if God shuts off the water? Last night at our home, God shut the water off. Tell them the truth. Did we have water last night? Not for a little bit. Pipe was broke. There was no water in our home. I began to think how grateful I am for water. Are you grateful for the small things? I don't know about you, but I can still drink it out of the hose. How about you? Uh, uh, who can still drink it out of a hose? Who does that from time to time? Just let them know, hey, you're not scared of parasites. Parasites, whatever they are. Parasites. I'm thankful that I don't go hungry either. I did not look up how many people are hungry in this world because I don't think there's an estimate. But as a child, I went hungry lots of nights. But as an adult, I don't have to. Why? Because I work. And I work very hard. I work very hard for my family so that we don't have to go hungry. Are you thankful for food? I would be in trouble, guys, if we had to kill our food. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd be in some serious trouble if I had to fish for my food or (laughs) kill for my food. I'm telling you, I'd be in trouble. I'd be moving in with some of y'all. But thank God that we don't have to do that because other people do hunt and fish and other people do grow and produce. And then we can go to our local grocery store, put it in our pantry, store it up, use it, and even give some out to some in need. Food is a precious commodity. Wait till the government starts shelling out their stuff. You'll see a whole new group of people right here in America in just a few months. They'll be called skinny. Everyone will be skinny. Everybody will be dropping weight. There'll be a mass distribution. It's just a little bit more. Lita, tell them. 
we ought to give thanks to God right now that he provides for his children and that he made the manna rain down from heaven, that he's going to protect his children and that we will always have Plus, most of us think cooking or something is, 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 is hard to do, but I can tell you this much. I'm grateful when food comes. I'm also grateful tonight, I've got just a few minutes, for the free pleasures in this world. I mean, no, there's still some free stuff to be grateful for. Uh, there's some free stuff to be grateful for, like sunshine, like walking in the woods. Me and Mary went to Galveston for bike week, and we put our feet in the ocean. We get to see things like the leaves change. We get to sit on the porch with our friends, hang out from time to time with those without spending a dime. Those are some things that we should be thankful for. The sun warming us up. The moon lighting up the evening. I'm thankful for that. It cost me nothing, Danny. God gives me that for free. Aren't you so grateful? I mean, like a month or two of rain and clouds. Not many. But here lately, this past summer, we got a lot of rain, a lot of clouds. I remember them kids being buckled in on the weekends, nothing to do. I wish it sunshine. I wish it sunshine. I'd see people on Facebook. I'm so tired of this stinking rain. I just praised him in it because I knew it wouldn't last forever. That one day we'd have an uncloudy day and that the sun would shine. It was beautiful yesterday. It was a little cloudy today. It was beautiful Monday, but it was a little cloudy today. Today's Wednesday. Two days later, the things changed, but I'm still happy. I'm still giving thanks. Another thing I'm really thankful for is internet access. Huh? How many are thankful for internet access? Y'all just don't act like y'all. You know you don't read books. You know you don't go to no library. But since the internet showed up, you can know some stuff. You can get on there and Google how to fix a car. You can Google how to ride a horse. You can Google how to do this. You can Google how to do that. You ought to give thanks for the Internet because I'm an 80s child. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. That's when I was in school. I, 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 grew up, I was born in 71. I started school in 77 because I was a little slow. I got left behind. I got tossed around. No teacher ever liked me, couldn't learn anything out of that book, wound up not making it. I don't know where I'd be today if I couldn't get access to the Internet. Internet make a fool smart. Make an uneducated man look like he know what he's talking about. I watched that on the Internet. I know how to do it. Y'all think I, this is English, easy to understand. Before you had to go to the library, had to read it in a book. You got halfway through chapter one, you threw it down. Don't like like I'm the only one. 
I was a horse trainer for a lot of years. Me and Mary got together. I had a horse trainer on my truck. And I trained horses on the side. I was working on a ranch and had big magnets on my truck. And people would bring me these horses, and we'd sock them and do all kinds of stuff. And, and man, we'd just cowboy them and just get nearly beat to death with them horses. I remember one day she was helping me load one. We were trying to trailer, teach it to get in the trailer. And, man, I was having a hard time with this this horse. And I tied him to the trailer, and I was trying to get him in. I was doing everything I could. And, and finally I said, you know what, you dumb boy, I'm going to hit you with a hot shot. Never hit a horse with a hot shot. He pulled that trailer over on top of my chain link fence. <laughs> Remember that day? I said, there's got to be a better way of doing it. Go to the Internet. Look up Cox, Chris Cox, horse trainer. I like his way better than mine because after I get done, I ain't got to build fence. Because I can go to the Internet. I can fight the devil. I can go to the internet. I can fight the devil. I can learn about Muslims. I can learn about things that are going on in this world. I can read up on some some stuff from some people that are way smarter than me. Some people that are way way smarter than me can give us a lot of info. And at my fingertips, y'all act like y'all are all geniuses up in here. At my finger trip tips or tips, I can go on vacation. I can do planning. I can market. I'm thankful for the internet. Take it for granted. Move to a place where you got to get HughesNet. HughesNet is a scam. There is no access with you. I've been there and done it. Anybody ever been there and done that? Okay, joke. Thankful for the internet, honey. Thankful for my family and my friends. For their love, their support, their kindness. All the fun they offered in my life. All the wisdom. Thankful for what I offer to them. Because I learned a long time ago, in order to have friends, you got to go out and be one. So I'm thankful for my friends and my family and friends. I'm thankful for my health. I'm not Superman, by no means. I'm his partner. Preacher man. <laughs> Somebody put a, on a deal the other day about something that the superhero devil stomper was taking, and we just have to call you preacher after I said that. But my health ain't the best, but it's a lot better than some. Miss Augusta was in the hospital this morning complaining of chest pain. I walked in as the doctor said, we run all the tests, and we ruled out a heart attack. I knew it was prayer. I knew it was all the people that I had praying, all the people that was praying around the world for her. You know, when we send something out, it's five, six, eight thousand people. And if just two or three of those will pray, maybe you're in that little group that will stop by your ads and pray. 
If there were one or more gathered there, I'd be. I walked in the room, and they said, we ruled out there. We've done every test. There is not a heart attack. And she started coughing and coughing and coughing. The doctor said, you might have a chest cold. Well, we'll take a, we'll take a chest cold over a heart attack any day. But you know what? I walked by a lot of rooms, brothers and sisters, where people looked really bad to me. She was in room six. So we went by one, two, three, four, five, and people in there didn't look so healthy. And I walked right out of there, and I thank God for my health. And I didn't stay long either. You asked Miss Tammy. They said, what are you running off for? Because you're coughing, and I'm gone. Love you, but I'm going to be praying for you from the truck. I drove all the way to Houston with my windows rolled down, going like this. I don't want to be sick. <laughs> Look like Lassie running down the road. <laughs> don't want to be sick. <laughs> what are you laughing so hard for? But there are a lot of people that are sick. There are a lot of people on dialysis, heart monitors, oxygen, shut in, can't move. We need to thank God for our health and pray for those that are pretty unhealthy. Help those that are unhealthy. I'm thankful tonight for the kindness of people that I've never met. Somebody paved the way for this church to be here. I'm thankful for people that came to this church before I got here, that gave to this ministry that I never shook hands with. People in the BGCT who helped put and fund this two, uh, this court. It was two hundred fifty thousand dollar project to start. A quarter of a million dollars people started Canaan Creek Cowboy Church. It cost a quarter of a million dollars to start to buy this property put it all going. I never shook hands with these people. I've never seen them in my life. But tonight, I'm so grateful for people that I've never met before who have helped me in my life. Think about it tonight. People who have, you have never met before in your life go to a blood bank, stick out their arm, and give blood. And if you've ever needed blood, you're so thankful that they give blood. Are you thankful for people that you've never met before who helped you, that have prayed for you? You were sick. You were hurt. You were abandoned. You were broken. You had a son that was on drugs. You had a, you had a daughter that was just out there out of control. And somebody saw that you needed prayer, and they prayed for you. I'm thankful for people I've never met before. I know I'll get to meet them one day. I'm praying I do. But tonight, every day, I get support on Facebook from people I've never met. There's a lady named Sue Grimes. Her son's name was Mark Grimes. He died last year. We're friends on Facebook. I've never met her. Husband died this year. I've never met her. But she encourages me, and I encourage her. I'm thankful for people I've never met before who are helping me, who are helping you. 
There have been accidents we've rolled up on and helped people. Never seen them again. I guarantee you they were so thankful that you showed up. Remember that time you told me about that accident, Brother Vic, where that guy had all his teeth and he was choking on his teeth? If you hadn't been there, you probably died. But Vic helped dig the teeth out of the throat so that he could breathe. Tommy told us a story the other night about him. Watched it on TV where a motorcycle rider went around the corner the other day and he, he went off a 70-foot embankment. Some college kids were coming around and they saw a little bit of smoke and they said, well, that's a strange place for a campfire. They looked down there. If they wouldn't have looked down there, he'd be dead today. They got him some help. He was all by himself. I'm also thankful I got one more. After this one, I'm thankful for the setbacks in my life. How many are thankful for the setbacks in your life? You ought to be thankful for the hard times, the setbacks, the times the doors didn't open up, the times it wasn't easy. Uh, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing wrong with hard times, folks, because they make us be thankful. I have been really ill a few times in my life, but but none like the time that, that that when me and Mary first started dating, I was working on that ranch seven days a week, and it was cold and ice, and I got sick, and, you know, I really didn't have anybody. I didn't have a family. I didn't have anybody, and Mary took me home to her mom and dad, and they didn't like me. I'm going to tell you, they didn't like me at all. Her mama, she's just a salt of the earth, but her daddy couldn't stand me. Mary come dragging me up in that house. I had pneumonia, it wasn't walking pneumonia, it was about to die pneumonia, I looked like death, she put me in her bed, and she stayed in the guest room, and he sat in that chair, I could feel the steam coming out of his ears, they nursed me back to health, they nursed me back to health, they didn't see any good in me, I was living a life for me, not for nobody else. Mary changed all that. All them setbacks I had when I met her and fell in love with her, we became a family and we had children. I learned from my setbacks where I didn't want to be. I knew where I needed to go. Setbacks make us stronger, smarter. Some people today, they're 30 years old, they ain't got it together. They're 40 years old, they ain't got it together. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to be respectful. They don't know how to have any integrity. Man, kids are watching you, man. Other people are watching you. I had to get it together. I'm so glad that God got a hold of me. And you, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. You know that? Love you. Thankful for her. Thankful for her. Thankful. And the last thing I'm thankful for, and you ought to be thankful for too, why don't you touch somebody and say, I'm so glad you're alive. <laughs> How many have been in the wrong place at the wrong time? How many are lucky to be alive? How many are lucky to be alive? Lucky to be free, ain't I? 
I have, like everyone else, been in situations where an accident or being in the wrong place for just a few seconds could have meant I've not been here no more. If I had been born 30 seconds earlier or 30 seconds later, I might not be here. What story was I telling you the other day, Mel, about when you almost died? There have been so many <laughs> circumstances. I'm so thankful that I'm alive. Are you thankful you're alive tonight? That the drugs didn't kill you? The alcohol didn't kill you? That lady or that girlfriend <laughs> didn't kill you? That boyfriend didn't kill you? You're in an abusive relationship and you're out of it tonight? These are just a few things we can give God thanks for. And there's so many. But we're going to bow our heads, and I'm not going to say nothing. And I'm going to say amen in about a minute. I want you to give God thanks for some things. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's just take a minute. Let's just give God Jesus' name we pray. Amen.